0: This is the I Don't Want to Fit In podcast. I'm a nung of Courageous Creativity, a place where I help fellow misfits and black sheep create freedom on their own terms. This podcast is all about other stories of not staying in the box, living lives that are out of the normal. Hey guys today i got heidi here with me so this she is a energy worker a tarot reader and i mean you got a long list and i feel like a kindred spirit there because i do have a lot of things on my list of things that i do so thank you for coming on yeah thank you so much for having me so please just give a list of everything that you do just so like it, it gets thrown out there
1: Okay, sure. Yeah, I wear a lot of hats. Um I'm a Reiki practitioner slash energy worker, intuitive. I do tarot readings. I have a podcast. Um, I wrote a book last year. Uh that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Um, yeah, that's me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and simply so, I completely understand. I do I have a list that my family's kinda like, what are you doing right now? I'm kinda like, Well, this very second I'm doing this. Yes. But this whole week I did like 20 things and they're kind of like, whatever, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's like, I'll just just clap for me and there you go. It's all the uh, support I need. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into all of this? Because honestly, with America today, having anything that's alternative, especially being a little older, not, we're not teenagers, getting into that has been, is not exactly an easy thing to get into. Yeah,
1: it was a little scary at first, to be honest. Uh, It all kind of started when I was 12, uh, but it really didn't take off until about, I would say, five years ago. I was at a retreat which had a spiritual component to it, and I just threw it out there. Hey, guys, I'm a witch, and I think it's really cool that there are tarot cards here and oracle decks and that everyone is really into this here. And I just kind of sat back and waited and everyone was super supportive. And it was the total opposite of what I was expecting. Uh, And it was just so encouraging. Yeah. A couple of years had gone by before Reiki came into the picture. I just felt this strong calling to Reiki and energy healing. And uh, someone from the retreat actually had mentioned this woman's name, Marie Manasheri. And she said, you should check her out. Uh, So I did. And she had a Reiki workshop that she only did once a year and it had just happened. So the next one was going to happen in a year. And I thought, you know, this feels like the one I'm going to wait. And so I waited that year. I took it. It was it felt very life changing for me. It felt like I was really stepping into who I was meant to be and what I was supposed to do here. And that process of I, I practiced on friends and family for about uh, about a year before I actually started a practice with paying clients. But just putting myself out there, making a website, saying yes, I do tarot readings, yes, I do this thing called Reiki and energy healing, and I talk with spirits sometimes. That was really huge for me, uh, especially growing up in like a Christian household and. Uh, it, just not feeling that support in that way when I was growing up, it it was huge. And just
0: really owning who I am and living and speaking my truth. Oh yeah, definitely, and, and especially in America, there is a Christian undercurrent for a lot of things that we do in life. And I'm also pagan in Minnesota, which I love. Is like we're kind of known as a pagan metropolis. There are a Mm -hmm. lot of us here. We have a lot of pagan outdoor things. People just walk by while people are doing ceremonies. And it's kind of like, it's so nice to be able to be somewhat open about it. Of course, some people are kind of like, why are you carrying a knife? And it's like, don't worry, it's (laughs) dull. (laughs) It's just for ritual purposes. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, I'm pretty sure your stick could hurt me. Like, if you pulled a stick out of the woods, you probably could hurt me just as much as this knife can. (laughs) (laughs) And so how did... How did having a Christian upbringing help or hinder in your journey to get to this point?
1: Hmm, I feel like overall it helps in in a very weird, odd way. It really, it was hard for me growing up just because I felt like I couldn't be who I was. Uh, I... In elementary school, I was very into the paranormal. I was always reading about like alien abductions and ghosts and uh, cryptozoology and all these weird things. And my mom's just like, OK, cool, that's fine. Uh, when I was 12 was when I discovered witchcraft and neopaganism and really got into that. And I visited my first metaphysical shop uh, and had psychic readings. And it just opened up this whole new world for me. And it felt like I was home. That's how I can best describe it. It felt like I was home and I just felt like I couldn't be very open about it. But having that Christian upbringing where I felt like I couldn't be open, it made me realize how important it is to have that comfort and security of saying, it's okay for me to be this way. It's okay for me to say this and be this. And, and like I said, live and speak my truth. And it really help me learn to step into my power and step into myself having that resistance because there's still that resistance in society as a whole there's always people judging and judging everything you do judging everything you say and okay what you're doing or saying is crazy and there's just especially with social media and the internet now it's just rampant so i think it prepared me for that because now i'm in a place where i'm like okay i I don't care. This is who I am.
0: And so did, so having that gave you the courage to be more open now and actually have a business for it? Totally. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't have anything. Luckily, I didn't have too many problems with Christianity. I just had a couple of random people. Like, I literally had someone, that had nothing to do with my belief system, but she was very, like, Old school, as in she thought she actually told me that I was going to hell because of all the mixed race. Mm -hmm. And what the nice thing was is that their neighbors there like yell across, shut up at her. So I was kind (laughs) of the guy did that. I know she's harassing, I don't even know what she said. I don't even care, but I know she's harassing because that's the kind of woman she was. Or I have people like I have other like I was doing, um, when I was doing photography and I actually was in a wedding. I was the only colored person there, and the priest refused to let me pass the back pews. Oh, my gosh. Like, there were other people taking pictures, but I was the only person he asked if I was confirmed or not. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, sticked an an old old lady that's, like, part of the church to watch me the whole time. Like, really, you think I'm going to, like, pee over anything? Like, what? Um. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Yeah, Uh, but but most normal people are very, very nice. I have really good friends Mm -hmm. who go to church all the time. I've been to so many different baptisms. Like, it's perfectly fine, your beliefs and everything else. But there's just some people who just take a little too far. Oh,
1: yeah. I I agree. Like, most of the Christians I meet are very warm. Uh, Some of my clients are Christian. and even though there are a lot of Christians who think that energy healing is the devil's work. I have Christian clients and they're amazing and they're very open. It's about being open-minded and open-hearted. The family I grew up with, um, not necessarily my immediate family, but my extended family, my aunts, uncles, cousins, they kind of took religion to the extreme where uh, they were very self-righteous about it and they were not, good people. They're very judgmental. They, There were, was some abuse involved and things like that. But because they went to church every Sunday, they were good people. Yeah. Um, and that's the, the part that I have a struggle with is where you use religion as a shield to prevent you from having to deal with consequences in life.
0: Yeah. Like I've had some people like the moment they go to church, like, Oh, I've been absolved of everything bad I did this week. Like I might've beaten somebody. I might've ran over a dog, but I'm perfectly fine. Now I went to church, just went in the exactly. building. But like, that yeah, doesn't, exactly. not how, Like I may not be a Christian, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. <laughs> hmm And, yes, I love the idea. People don't realize that you can be a Christian and a witch. You can believe in the metaphysical. You can believe in aliens and be a Buddhist. Like, there's all these different things that they're not exclusive from each other. Exactly. Yes. Yes, and because I, I know some people do not realize that being a witch is very different being Wiccan from, like, Norse mythology and all these different things. They're kind of like, "What's all the same. It's like, no, it's not. It's kind of how we don't say that Lutherans are the same as... Methodists, or we don't mm-hmm. say Mormons are the same as Muslims, like, there's a difference. Y'all believe in one God and kind of the same ideas, like, pagans in witches and witches everything else have more than one, and they just kind of have a more, mostly nature base or energy, like, there's, there's so many different variations out there. Right, it's so multifaceted,
1: and it's so unfortunate that people lump witches and Wiccans together, Because there's just, there's so many flavors. There's so many flavors. And to apply uh, Wiccan philosophy to all witches is just doing everyone a disservice. Um, I also really struggle with, within the neo-pagan community itself, is the idea that there's one right way to do things. Yes. There's one right way to believe something, like, especially with the threefold law. I really struggle with that where everyone needs to follow that. No, they don't. Not everyone needs to believe it. And just it just feels like a lot of the things that people turn to paganism for, like a dogma and not wanting to follow strict rules, they end up doing that to themselves once they go into their new path within paganism. Yeah, like they can't um, they can't
0: get rid of that structure exactly yeah 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 I've noticed that especially when people even when they quit a job and they work from home like they make their if they are lucky enough to get an office they make it so dreary and stifling like at their office they used to work I'm like why don't you I don't know put some color on the wall you know you're allowed to put pictures up open a window like some of them are like I can't open a window it's too noisy you're in a Mm. neighborhood there's no one home
1: (laughs) right yeah and I think a lot of it is to do with I mean what i do with my clients energetically is just these stuck patterns and just these uh ruts that we get ourselves stuck in and they need to clear those out and a lot of people don't see it. They need an outside perspective in order to point it out to them so that they can move past it.
0: Oh, yes, definitely. So with this path, what have been some of the difficulties you've had to do whether it was just starting things, not knowing what you're doing, or other people? I think
1: it's always a learning process. It's a lifelong learning process for sure for anyone. Uh, Just starting out, there were a lot of bumps because I didn't know what direction I wanted to go in. When I very first started out, I was focusing more on tarot and less on Reiki. And I was getting way more Reiki clients than I was tarot reading clients. And my guides kept telling me, this is the direction you need to go. But I was really hesitant about it because I hadn't taken on, it was, I had to get past the imposter syndrome is what it was. I felt like I wasn't as experienced as other people might be or I just, maybe I wasn't good enough. what if I wasn't going to be good enough? And so there were a lot of mental blocks and mental barriers that I had to push past. And once I was able to do that, it really transformed my business and my perspective and things really shifted and started to take off. So it was less about uh, other people being the problem. It was me, it was myself being the problem and just
0: my own mental blocks that I had to break. Oh, yeah, def- I, I always feel like we're always we're always our worst enemies. Like, we have the answers we need, but we have to get around all the other noise we put out there to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and it is also the idea that there's still that idea that you're supposed to just choose one thing and be that the rest of your life. And so I have know other tarot readers, are like, well, I only do tarot. I'm kind of like, but you also do energy work, or they do Qigong, or... Something like that. It's like, you know, you can do both if you're good at it and you're called to it. Like, I'm not saying just do it because people want you to or because you can make money from it. But if you're actually good at it, you have the time. Do more than one.
1: Yeah. And there's also the other end of it where... You're spreading yourself too thin and trying to do too many things and trying to be really good at all the things instead of having your focus on maybe like one or two things where you're like, this is what I'm really good at. This is what I'm really going to focus on Uh, instead of, you know, it's like that phrase. I'm going to whole ass one thing instead of half half ass a lot of things.
0: Yes. Uh, That sort of thing. Yes. You you start off with the one until you're good at it. And if you feel like it and you have time and energy, then you can add something else. But yeah, you need to. Yeah. Build up the first one. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So how has being a black sheep bettered your life?
1: It's made me a stronger person. It's made me a confident person. It's given me more courage to say yes to things that scare me, uh, and say no to things I don't want to do or give my energy to. Um, I used to be a very, yes, man sort of person, yes, woman sort of person where I just said yes, because I was scared to say no. And it's made me realize I I don't need to be that person. And being that person doesn't make me happy. Uh, It's also given me the courage to be where I am and to let other people know that it's okay for you to be who you want to be, to embrace who you are and put it out there and not compare yourself to other people. Um, cause that's a big thing too. It's just, there's, Oh, again, with social media comparing yourself to everyone else. And if you are struggling with imposter syndrome, that will definitely amplify that. But yeah, it's just given me being the black sheep. It's just allowed me to step into this life and to fully embrace it and to give everyone
0: else a little bit of courage to let their own freak freak fly yes it's very it's very liberating to have that thing flying and not holding it in like I don't talk yeah. about I don't talk about my belief system usually with most people I have a few group of people that I am okay with but it's, it's kind of like a personal thing so how has how's having your belief system and those things part of your business how's it been good how's it, how have you enjoyed doing that
1: Mm, I've enjoyed doing it because when people come to me, it's usually their very first time having a Reiki session or it's been like 10 years since their last Reiki session and they have zero idea as to what to expect, which those are my favorite sessions. Um, They're so much fun and just it turns into a teaching moment because after the session's done, I leave time to talk about what came up for them and the big picture and leave them with direction to go in. And just those teaching moments are so fulfilling for me Um, and also extending that into the podcast I started and offering that same kind of teaching moment to a broader audience who maybe can't come see me for a session that has been wonderful too Uh, in like normal conversation. I'm not like, Hey, let's talk about something metaphysical right now. Uh, (laughs) You know, when I go to pick up my son from school um, like, Hey, let's talk about ghosts, but I, it's interesting because when people find out what I do, they get curious and then they start to ask questions and then we start having those conversations. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting when you start to just speak what you want to speak and people really respond to it.
0: Yes. Believe me, it's been, it's been really nice that more and more people are open to those things. Um, I've actually had like a random conversation with someone on a bus recently and they're just start talking about ghosts and I'm like I turn around my seat kind of like oh, I'm gonna talk about this with you <laughs> and the person they were with was kind of like this is weird and stupid I don't want to talk about it and I'm like I turn around I'm like talk to me then <laughs>
1: yes yeah it's like a magnet once you start just putting it out there you start to attract the people that are like-minded and you start to form this new, I mean, maybe not like a random person, but you start to form your tribe with these people that you really connect with and feel like you can be authentic and vulnerable with.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's nice to have that openness that it, it almost draws in other like people and just, it's the same energy out there. Mm-hmm. And it could just people you just talk to just for a few minutes and never see again. But I feel like it's just, it's so nice to have be open about those mm-hmm. things that you can draw just is just as good good energy from other people to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, we start. Uh, my friend and I started a monthly women's circle. It's been two years this month, actually, and it in the beginning we would get twenty people coming to our circle, which was way too huge at the time. Um, even now, that would be way too huge because a lot of what we do is uh, give space for people to just say what they need to say and know that it can be left there. Uh, But it made us realize how much that's needed in our society right now is for people to feel like they have a safe space that they can go to and be with like-minded people and just say what they need to say and be vulnerable because they don't feel safe to do that in the rest of
0: their life. Okay. I have been hearing women's circles just recently. So what exactly do you do in a women's circle?
1: I think it varies, but ours is uh, more of like an intention setting circle. So we set out Oracle cards for everyone uh, to to pick up from wherever they see it when they get there and have them connect with their intuition to see what messages they pick up from that card. And then we go around and we share what's going on for us that month, whatever comes up, they can share the oracle card, what messages they received. And then we do some intention setting where we write down what intentions we want to set for that month and what we need to release in order for those intentions to manifest. And then we go and we burn them, which is very cathartic and very fun. <laughs> and after that, we raise some energy through drumming and rattling and we do a little bit of meditation. So it has this ritual aspect to it. But oh, it's just so much fun to raise energy and be with women or people who identify as women um, in a safe space and just to feel free.
0: It it just feels so good. Oh, that does sound pretty good. Because I've, I've been hearing that from other people on the internet, but I haven't seen anything in my area. So I'm kind of I feel like mm-hmm. in, with my luck, it'll it'll show up sometime soon because now it's been, like, buzzing around my head. Maybe you're the person to start it. Tempting. It is tempting, but I'm like, I got, <laughs> I, feel, I might have to wait because I got another, like, ten things going on right now because I'm also right. writing a book. I have three podcasts. I have services that I do. So I'm kind of like, yeah. do I have the time? <laughs> Maybe I'll partner with somebody and then we'll we'll be able to do it together. Yes. That will yeah. be tempting. Okay, as a side note, I like talking to other people who actually care about these things. What are your favorite tarot cards or oracle cards?
1: Ooh, so my favorite tarot deck right now is the Serpent Fire Tarot. Uh, It actually came to me in a dream where I was doing readings with it, and I was like, I have to have this deck. And then apparently the next day my husband bought it for me. And it's just, oh, it's beautiful. The artwork is beautiful. It's very inclusive, uh, which I love. Um, So that's my favorite tarot deck. My favorite Oracle decks right now, I would have to say probably the animal spirit deck.
0: (gasps) It's My favorite too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Um, I'm also really partial. Oh, geez. I have so many. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm also really partial to the wisdom Oracle deck. I really like uh, Colette's artwork she does the mystical shaman oracle i believe it's called and she also has an animal spirit one uh oh, i have a lot of favorite <laughs> oracle decks i think my top one though is connected and free uh i can't remember who the artist is but that one's probably my number one favorite i yes. will say
0: I, final answer okay <laughs> <laughs> no i just got the animal spirit and uh the, the sulfur woman i got those for mm. christmas and I was I was a little shit about it too because I asked my Christian in laws to get it for me, <laughs> <laughs> and they had no idea what they were. I was like, "Are these are cart? These are games?" Sure. Yep. <laughs> and the other one was like, oh, this, "It's very beautiful art." And I'm like, "It's artwork." We're just looking at it. it's very pretty, and of course they're kind of like, "It's a little weird how these animals are drawn." And I'm kind of like, "Yes, it's just fantastical. It's nothing wrong with it." <laughs> and my yeah. husband just looking at me like, "Can't believe you asked him for this." <laughs>
1: That's amazing.
0: Yes. <laughs> I was just being slightly spiteful for like a split second. Like I wasn't asking I was gonna ask them for like Witchy Woman, the book. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. Um, anything else you really want everyone to know, like about Reiki, about starting a business with your belief system added in? Yeah, so
1: I think the only thing I would mention is that I think people get caught up in the idea of that they need someone to help them. Like they need someone to take care of their energy for them. And I am happy to do that. I love doing it. And I do pick up intuitive information to share with clients and give them direction and ideas and tools to help them at home. But that's the thing. I give them ideas and tools to do at home to help them work on their energy themselves because I want them to feel empowered and know that, yes, I can do this for myself. I don't need to rely on someone else to better myself, basically. So I really want to stress that to everyone is that there are things that you can implement for yourself to help yourself and to do the work because other people can't do the work for you. Um, whether that's, you know, mental or usually emotional work that needs to be done and things that need to be processed and let go. Nobody can do that for you. Um, So I really would encourage people to take charge and ownership of their life and themselves and their energy and just run with it. Um, Business wise, if you are someone who wants to start like a spiritual based business, I mean, just go for it. Don't compare your business to someone else's. Uh, What you offer may be different from someone else. How you do it may be different from someone else. How I do Reiki is very different from how someone else may do Reiki. And that's totally fine. Um, If someone finds you, then they were meant to find you. And you don't want to attract people who you're not going to be able to easily help. So I would encourage people to also set out that intention to the universe. Like may those I can help find me may those I can easily help find me something like that. So that way you're not putting out this desperate intention of, Oh my God, I need money. I need everyone and everyone, everyone and anyone to come find me. I need to help everyone. You don't want to do that because then you're going to a run yourself into the ground, you're going to get people who you're not going to be able to help, or they're not going to jive with what you do or your energy. Um, and you're putting out that intention that you desperately need to make money and you're going to do the opposite. So I would just say, be mindful again of your energy and where your if your energy is aligned with what you want and
0: what your goals are oh yeah that is very good advice so so everyone knows I will be having your website your social media everything on the show notes as well as the main blog post so everyone can find you later so thank you for coming on thank you so much this was such a pleasure oh yeah this was one of the better interviews I've ever had thank you (laughs) oh thank you thanks for listening check out courageouscreativity.co to get all the info on our guests dial on any freebies or to check out my other podcast.